You're listening to The Recovered Life Show, the show that helps people in recovery live their best recovered lives. And here is your host, Damon Frank. And welcome back to The Recovered Life Show. It's Monday, July 25th, 2022. Welcome to The Recovered Life Show. We've got a great show for you today. I'd like to welcome my co-host, Christina Dennis. How are you? How's it going today on this Monday? I'm doing great, Damon Frank. Happy Monday. Happy I'm Monday. I'm so glad I'm to be back cheery. here with you. Yes. I, I'm cheery because I'm wearing, guys, if you're listening on the podcast, you can't really see this, but I am wearing the most ridiculous July. Sh- I should have worn this for the 4th of July episode. It's not ridiculous, but we do clash. I, I don't know why you didn't wear your leopard print shirt. You're going to have to get I, one of those. You know, Christina is wearing leopard print. I, my leopard, all my leopard print, Christina, is in the dry cleaner right now. Is that what's going so on? I'm okay. sorry I wasn't able to do that. Yeah. But, you know, look, we're in a good mood today. It's Monday. We love Mondays on Recovered Life because we've got the setting your sober week straight. Like we do yes. a whole game plan in the Recovered Life community uh, that you guys can join if you're a member of Recovered Life for free. And we like Mondays because it's always a new thing. And, you know, we come to this, uh, we come to this Monday sober and that's mm-hmm. what it's all about, right? Like, yes. so I, I like everybody to just pat themselves on the back. If you came here sober, whether you have a week or a hundred years, you yes. know, uh, congratulate yourself, ha- you know, have a little smile on your face, right, Christina? Yes. You've already beaten the odds. You've already beaten the odds. You are a, a strong, courageous person for showing up here and being willing to live this life without anesthesia takes courage. And we're going to have a fun topic today. I think it's fun. Uh, and I know you and I have different opinions about this, but before we get started, I want to tell everybody who's watching, thank you, thank you, thank you. Please keep like, share, follow, and leave us a comment. You don't have to agree with us every time. I, I assume that it's even more fun when you don't. So tell us what you're thinking. And you can join our community, recoveredlife.us. That is offline and you get to talk to us face-to-face through this very cool app called Volley and you get to meet people all over the world. And as we grow our community, you come be one of those people that's seeking a life that is your best recovered life. That's recoveredlife.us. Come say hi. Absolutely. I'm so glad that you mentioned that. You know, Christina, not only are you going to get access to our exclusive Volley group where you can get free access to coaching and exclusive content from you uh, Mm -hmm. and myself, is that you also get, you're also on our email list when we have special events that only people that are members of Recovered Life can attend. So please definitely become a member if you are not. It's free. takes less than a minute to join. Christina, let's dive into this here. Um, learning from bad decisions. And you know, the shirt might've been one of them. Will (laughs) I learn? Will I not? I don't know. But I wanted to do this episode because um, when I showed this to you, you go, Ooh, this one's a juicy one because look, a lot of times in 12 step groups, if you've been in a 12 step group or you've been in recovery, you hang around recovery people. A majority of the discussion is about bad decisions that people made. (laughs) <laughs> right. Especially in early yes. recovery. That's all people in early recovery can talk about. It's like, oh man, looking back, I maybe shouldn't have gotten the thousand dollar lease on the car per month or, you know, looking <laughs> back, wow, why did I say that? Or, you know, hey, yes. maybe jumping bail wasn't the best idea. Like right. bad decisions. Right. So we want to talk about this today just to set this up. Learning from bad decisions. 
Christina, I'm going to open it up to you because I know you have a lot to say on this. Not that you've ever made a bad decision. Oh, I have. You have? I have. Okay. I yeah. have. And, sure. and they've been some fun ones. So I, I kind of approach life now, and maybe this is, you know, luxurious to say that as long as the decision is moral and ethical and legal, that I, I kind of think that the bad decision word isn't necessarily true. I think that there are maybe more right decisions based on your time frame, And some of the decisions I've made in the past may have delayed me from getting to where I wanted. But I really find that every decision, you know, there was something I learned out of the experience. You know, if it's not a blessing, it's a lesson. And so I hate to even use that term, bad decision. Okay, I'm going to disagree with you. <laughs> <laughs> tell I'll me. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. I now I'm not going to say bad decision of you you went left instead of right mm-hmm. that that's a bad decision. Like, you know, I think a lot of the times I always say this from my experience in business mm-hmm. is that you play the cards that you're given at the time. Right. You know, a lot of people will say, "Man, I I I ended up renting this apartment. I paid X amount. Now I could get the same apartment for less, right? It yes. was a bad decision." No, not necessarily. Maybe these Mm -mm. are all the cards that you had at the table at that, that, that were dealt to you at that time. I'm not looking at that, but here's what I am going to say about learning from bad decisions where I disagree with you a little bit. I think that through our recovery, we learn things, right? Like we talk about character defects. We talk about trauma responses. We talk about patterns. We talk about all these other things, these lessons that we've learned. For example, the last episode we were talking about, um, walking away from people that don't have your back, right? Yes. Walking away from people that don't support you, codependency. I think when you are when you know better, you have to do better. So yes. if you've learned this lesson and now you're at a fork of a ro- in the road, hey, I know that this person isn't the person that I should be around mm-hmm. as opposed to I could go here. It's a little scary. It's unknown, but they're not that. And you make that decision. I do think that that's a bad decision because you've already learned that lesson and you've chosen that path again. See, I don't think you've learned the lesson if you choose that path. So maybe this is chicken and the egg, but I I definitely know that for me and my recovery, one of the ways that my disease, my my mental acuity uh, was lessened was to beat myself up and think, oh my gosh, I have so much regret. And, you know, I've heard people say, if you don't have a life full of regrets, then you haven't had any risk. And so I might be a little tongue in cheek, but I, I remember, you know, I've been married, I'm on my third marriage. And so some people might say, how do you call yourself a relationship expert? And the way that I look at that is that I've tried all the different ways that didn't work. I've been where you've been. I can understand what you're saying. I can help you look at it because I grew through it. And, you know, my second marriage, uh, I, I have a son from my second marriage. And there wasn't I don't want to kind of portray myself as a Pollyanna because I am far from a Pollyanna. You know, I I truly am. But when I look back, acceptance of every choice that I made, you know, helps me look at it and re frame it and decide that even though I could have made maybe a better choice, I did everything that I could at that moment. You know, no, and, I'm with you on that. Yes. I'm with you on that. 
Yeah. Because I so, do believe that, you know, part of the torturing of the back and forth, Christina, is that I, I went down path A instead of path B. This is a bad decision. It didn't come out the way I thought it should come out. Obviously, it didn't work. That's bad. That's mm -hmm. not true because so many things I believe in recovery, they're not good or bad. They just are. Yes. It's just, it is a lot of shades of gray. There isn't right. sometimes the best choice or the best person. There, there, that really doesn't exist. No, it doesn't. And, you know, maybe, perhaps, I don't have a crystal ball. If I had made this decision, if I had chosen to, to not come to California, maybe my life would have been amazing in Denver where I transferred from, but I don't know. And, and spending time thinking about it and, and feeling like, oh, that was a bad choice. I wasted two years on that relationship. If I had just learned this lesson and not picked the sex addict in the room, uh, you know, I would have saved myself a bunch of pain. I don't regret the pain that I've had to go through as I learned these lessons because it truly allowed me, it opened me up, expanded me to enjoy some of the more positive lessons that I've learned and the more positive choices that I've made as a result of learning those lessons. Well, I do. I do believe that there's signals like, look, you know, you and I are in the recovery coaching area. So we're mm -hmm. dealing with people who are relapsing with, let's just be, or they can't mm -hmm. stay sober, right? Yes. They're not even yes. relapsing because they can't even commit to being sober. Right. So, right. Uh, so they, they go in and out of a consciousness of recovery and the thing is, is that there are bad decisions sometimes. And I think that you have to be, I think you have to learn how to decide better. And I think we could have just called the show learning from good decisions, right? Yes. Of picking things that are more in the higher purpose for you. Delayed yes. gratification is one of those things that you learn in recovery early on is that uh, learning how to not jump at something that's going to make you feel better, mm -hmm. that you have to be able to sit in uncomfortableness right for a while right because mm -hmm. it will pass always jumping into something to relieve that i found early on was the first thing when i said that's kind of a bad that's a bad choice yes. i could stay where i'm at and mm -hmm. work the things that i know work to get out of this or i could go eat something or do something you know i used to be an adrenaline junkie i'm going to go wreck my you know, my, my bike, uh, I, yes. I would go biking and down, he'll do crazy stuff. Right. Uh, because I would get, it would relieve me from mm. would relieve me from that being a little bit of an adren adrenaline junkie would relieve me from that. And I learned through recovery and also falling on my bicycle and, mm -hmm. you know, I did, uh, you know, off-road kind of stuff, all that stuff that, Hey, you know what? I don't have to do that. I don't have to escape. I could just stay where I'm at that doing those things are kind of bad decisions. They're kind of high risk, bad decisions Agreed. that there's a better way. There's a better decision to make for me. Agreed. You know, I was thinking about a song that was probably popular when we were in high school, where at the end, it's like a speech, you know, the man's talking. And at the end, his advice to everyone is to wear sunscreen. <laughs> And that is a bad decision that I have made where I don't put the sunscreen on or I spend the money on something because I want that immediate gratification and I'm not mature enough to make that choice. And but I, I hate it when people um, 
hate is a strong word, but I, I have aversion when I see people turning themselves inside out about learning a lesson. And this often happens within a codependent relationship. They say things like, I know I should leave him, or I know I should leave her. I know this is bad. I know I shouldn't go out with that person. And I think sometimes that, that turmoil that they're having can be lessened and, and I actually learned this from a non-program person when I was trying to leave my codependent relationship. She, she literally said, it's okay, Christy. It's okay if you don't decide to leave now because the lesson will come back and you will learn it eventually. And I held on to that. I mean, I was barely two years sober and it really taught me that <clears throat> if I'm sitting in paralysis, <clears throat> excuse me, if I'm sitting in paralysis saying, I know I should be it's okay. You don't have to make the decision today because it'll yeah, come back. Think, no, I think you're right. And you know, a lot of times that, that, ex that example that you just gave about, you know, leaving codependent relationships, um, you know, you see this a lot in recovery mm -hmm. where people come in and there's very dangerous relationships because maybe the other person's drinking, maybe yes. they're not, maybe there's children involved. There's, there's all these are, that's why I said there's shades of gray. A lot of the times, um, not making the right decision and having to sit in the bad decision that you made because it's not all about you, right? Yes. You have to clean things up or do stuff is the lesson to be made. You know, I think, uh, uh, what, what I wanted to say about this episode though, and about why I kind of picked this topic is, the kind of coaching that I do, and I know you and I coach a lot of high performance people. We do it together in breakthrough people yes. that want to go far. They're going far. They're doing it. Right. But the thing is, is they're sometimes plagued with decisions. They're like, well, it's there. And, and many times it's a great decision versus mm -hmm. a really great decision versus right. an amazing decision. And they're <clears> like, they think if they pick one of those paths, that's it. If they pick the wrong one, it's all over. And it's not so cut and dry like that. Many no. times it's not about good or bad. It's not about good or bad. Right. And if you don't have all the information, you sit and you wait. This is about getting right-sized in, in your plan in life. If you cannot make that decision right now, uh, sometimes the better decision is to sit back and wait until you get more information. I can't believe you're saying that. Okay. So first of all, that was one of the biggest spiritual lessons I learned. Shout out to Kevin O mm -hmm. and Christy D in, <laughs> uh, in San Francisco who taught me that lesson when I first came in, you know, and Kevin's advice to me always was if you, if in less, if you're confused, mm -hmm. right? Because this is something that I want to talk about after the break, Christina. Yes. Is alcoholic confusion. And this is a real friggin' thing. I don't it care is. what people say. I don't care what doctor we have on there. I've had it stone cold sober, but alcoholic confused. It's a thinking. We know that alcoholism and drug addiction, we know that uh, codependency is a thinking disorder at yes. the end of it, right? And this inability to be able to make a decision sometimes goes into this when you have this alcoholic confusion. So I want to talk about this, about the power of doing nothing when we come back. Because this, I know you have applied this, Christina. This is probably one of the biggest things that I've learned in recovery time. that's made a decision regarding bad decisions, right? Not making bad decisions. So let's yes. jump into that when we come back from this quick break. 
If you are newly sober, trying to get sober, or you've been sober for decades and are looking to take your sobriety to the next level, the Recovery Breakthrough six-week transformation concierge coaching program might be right for you. Have Damon Frank and Christina Dennis build a custom roadmap to get you on the path to getting what you really need. Receive hands-on concierge coaching and stay focused and productive with our daily check-ins. If you're ready to experience your recovery breakthrough and start the journey towards the transformation you deserve, book a free get-to-know-you call today and find out what is possible in your recovery. To find out more about Recovery Breakthrough and to book your free call, go to recoveredlife.us. That's recoveredlife.us. You're listening to The Recovered Life Show. Okay, Christina, we're back. We're talking about learning from bad decisions. Before we left off at the break, we had a discussion about the power of doing nothing. Can you explain that to people? Because I, I think the power of doing nothing when you can't choose is one of probably one of the more favorite things that I've learned in recovery. And it's very, very hard, uh, especially for codependents, right? We believe that action is where the power is, that taking action, that we're forced to make choices, you know, and having that perspective of what what can you do when I'm working with somebody and they are in turmoil, they're in pain, you know, they believe that, uh, that the answer to their problems is their spouse getting sober right then. We will explore that and explain to them, well, what will actually change for you in this moment? And often nothing is going to change for somebody. Often they don't have to do anything right then. They don't have enough information to make a choice. And so I will peel it back when they say, I don't know what to do. Start with what can you do? And there are a lot of times in my life where I was uncomfortable with waiting for the information to unfold. And that was what I was trying to solve. It was once we know something's going to happen, we will usually accept it. We'll be okay. Think about, you know, getting dental work or a shot. You know, usually it's the turmoil as if you have a choice you know, that causes you to be in pain, in resistance. I don't want to have to go through this. Accepting it. And once you're there and you're getting that shot and you're living through it, it's usually not nearly as bad as you thought it was. And so I will tell people sitting on your hands in action is probably one of the hardest things that I had to learn and that you will have to learn. There isn't a clarity. Yes. Right. Go ahead. Yes. Because, and you know, let me just jump in real quick on this because I, I want to jump in specifically about what you says, why sit on your hands? Because the person is like, well, if I have a bunch of decisions, I've got to make them now. Well, mm-hmm. a lot of the times we need clarity on the decision. It's not either good or bad, but that unknowing part of it, we talked about this in the last couple of episodes, sitting in this unknowing part of it is torture for people in recovery. Yes. And what I learned and you know what Kevin O taught me very, very early on, he's like, when, when you're in this alcoholic confusion, the mm-hmm. unknowing, the uncomfortableness of the unknowing, you're tortured, you're being, you feel like you're being tortured. You just don't know, right? You truly don't know what to do. 
he said, look, there's a rule. Unless you're being chased by a, a, a pack of wild dogs that are going to eat you. Right. right? Or you're, ver you're, you're merging onto oncoming traffic and have to pull the wheel. You probably don't have to make an immediate decision. Exactly. Wait, who told yes. you you had to make an immediate? Is there a deadline on this? Like, you know, and even if there is, can you ask for an extension? Yes. We, we talk a lot about developing intuition. Hey, this isn't a good place for me to be as an alcoholic right now. Or I thought I could go to this birthday party with people that used to drink that I hung out with that, that drank, but I really don't feel they're comfortable there now. I feel like I need to leave, right? We talk right. about developing this intuition, but we feel so uncomfortable in recovery by hitting the pause button, sitting on our hands and waiting for that to kick in. Yes, yes. And sitting still is, is, feels like it's the most unsafe thing in the world. But if you can remind yourself, you know, I work with a lot of people where we, we discuss nervous system through my son's recovery. I learned a lot about nervous systems. And if you've been in and uh, you've been abusing substances or you've been in a codependent relationship or you have unheld trauma, that could be making the choices for you. It's that that inability to just sit. And so with everybody that I work with, we start with the practice of grounding and sitting within your body and getting comfortable with not doing anything. And it seems crazy, right? And how is me sitting outside Christina with the sun on my face going to solve my husband's drinking problem? Uh, what we're doing is we're stepping aside and letting that power that's greater than us, the divine intervention that everyone needs when they're going to get sober and happens. We are firing ourselves as, you know, the, the maker, the creator. And we're realizing that we have a very small part in this, in this circumstance. And our part is that. to take care of ourselves. Okay, so let, let's jump into this because it took me several years to understand what was going on with the power of sitting on my hands mm -hmm. because I didn't understand it, but I saw it working. I would have opportunities that eventually that looked good. And then mm -hmm. after a day or two of feeling uncomfortable with it and just the acceptance of I don't know, I'd get a phone call to say, you know, this opportunity is not exactly like I thought it was, but gotcha. yet I was going to pick that, right? Yes. What I found as this as this went on is that the absence of me was mm. what was the spiritual technology. Yes. The absence of me, my doing, right? Yes. That I'd already done the I'd already done the doing. Mm -hmm. And I'd already done more than enough for the doing. And I now had a decision to make because of what I had done, the actions right. I took. And that's great, right? We want decisions in what we want. And so now it didn't need more of me. It needed right. more of a higher power. And yes. this is the spiritual technology of this that it took a while for me to understand. It's the absence of me that allowed that to work out. I'd yes. done the work already. Yes. I didn't need to do more work. Yes, you did your part. And in codependence, oh, we all want to play God because we we feel like it's necessary. We get the wrong messages at, in childhood. We start to believe or we're told directly or it was inferred that we are responsible for everybody else's feelings, that it is up to us to manipulate them, cajole them, perform so that they feel safe and therefore they will make us feel safe. You just cut out that middleman work. 
and start working on making yourself feel safe. And then other people get to have that freedom and make the know that already, then they're not the right person. You know, I, I think that some of the sayings that we have old school 12 steps, more will be revealed is don't have a clear cut answer right then, yeah. then you're supposed to wait. Well, I think also too, is like the other side of this coin here, Christina, is people in recovery. And we talk about this in the amends stage a lot is living in recovery with the bad decisions that you made. Luke, I made a lot of really bad financial decisions when I was yes. out there, some of which I'm still cleaning up, right? Like it took right. a long time to clean those up. Other things or more actions and stuff, like maybe you did something when you were drinking or you were in that codependent relationship and you said something or acted in a way that wasn't good. What I find too is that there are certain things that you can clean up through the amends process. And mm -hmm. then there's other things that really maybe can't be cleaned up, right? Like bad mm -hmm. decision. I know people who have physically hurt themselves or, you know, have, have ended up in really not great health situations. And it's the acceptance of that is the key into just learning that lesson. Like a lot of times it's like, well, how am I going to, how am I going to make up for this bad decision? This person doesn't talk to me ever again. Maybe it's not trying to make another amends to them. Maybe it is not to do that again in the future. Well, right? It's as simple as learning from the bad yeah. decision that you made. It's not Absolutely. continually to beat yourself up. Absolutely. And respecting their boundary and allowing them to come to terms with what they need to come with. Um, stepping back from that director chair, uh, we learn that more will be revealed. It is not up to us to affect a change or behavior in somebody else. They have to do it for themselves. Tough lessons. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, you know, the thing is, is that the letting go of mm -hmm. the, that you maybe have done things that you're not proud of. Maybe you've made decisions that you're not proud of. Look, I, I don't know an alcoholic in recovery that cannot tell me 20 things, decisions that they made when they were out there that were just absolutely, they look back on it. Now I look back on some of the actions and things that I said and did. And I look back, I was like, I don't even know this person. Like I'd never <laughs> make a decision sure. like that now. Right. Like, but in the time it's what I had to deal with. Right. I only had that at the time. Now I know better. I do better. And so I, you know, what I want to say is somebody might be listening to this, Christina, or they've been on our recovered life discussion. We've been talking about this and they can't let go. They've done everything they could of that bad decision. And I think you would agree with me. It's time to let go. Have this is. as a signal from God. If you've done everything you can do, it's time to let go. You know better now. You'll do better now. You'll make different decisions now. That was in, this is now. The only thing that counts is what you do today. Exactly. It is exactly the truth. Stay in today. Stay in this moment. Practice it. Well, Christina, I think really the moral of the story is, am I going to look back and think that wearing this shirt for this episode was a bad decision? I think really <laughs> that's what we got out of a half an hour together. No, 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 no. Much more than that. Much more than that. You know, I, I do want to to say for the record that I have made bad decisions, both in sobriety and out Don't of sobriety. It. I truly have. And, you know, 
if you are new and somebody laughs at your choice, you know, it's just something that you're taking very seriously. Understand they're not laughing at you. They're laughing because they know it will be okay. It will yeah. be okay in the end. You know, that, that movie, the exotic Marigold hotel, whatever it was. And he kept saying, you know, all in the end will be well or something. It will be well in the end. And, and we are not at the end because it is not well. And I love that, you know, and have to remind myself, this will be okay. I have made it yeah. out. And so if you're feeling really hurt because somebody's giggling at your bad decision, just know it's because they know that you're going to be okay. As long and as I you think, stay. Yeah. And I think, you know, one of the things we didn't talk about here, which I think is great for a recovered life discussion we jump into, is that just because, you know, I, I just went through this with my family. We had chosen, we chose a couple of different things. We had a couple of options on something. Mm -hmm. And we chose. Wow. Why didn't you choose this and this and this? Because this is what everybody would choose. But for us, it wasn't the right choice. Right. It wasn't like, because when we were honest with ourselves, we said, you know what, this is really where we're going to be the happiest is right here. Right. And so we chose something that was right for us, not right for other people. Right. Yes. Not making choices because of peer pressure and stuff like that. And that's a whole other group of bad decisions. God will hand you things that are absolutely perfect for you that you can make a lot of, right? Yes. But yet we don't do it because it's not, quote, the brand that we think. It's not the way that it should look. Right? Yes. But it is the best thing for us. It is. I couldn't have made up half the stuff. I didn't have any wherewithal to even dream about the things that I do today. And so I definitely prefer to stay right-sized. And when I get a little bigger than I need to, I just have to remind myself, you know, in the end, it will all be okay. Absolutely. In the end, it will all be okay. And, you know, look, uh, this has been an amazing episode. I know we get a lot of conversations about this. So mm -hmm. guys, if, you know, definitely put some comments in, email us, connect with us on social. And I'm going to tell you about the ultimate bad decision of the people that are listening to us. If uh -oh. you're not a member of the Recovered Life uh, community, oh, yeah. you're missing. That's a bad decision. I'm just going to yes. flat out say it. You need to be a member. All you have to do is go to recoveredlife.us. Takes less than a minute to join, and you're going to be plugged in. Access to Christina and I, an invitation to our private volley group where you can talk to us personally, access to our friends, our community, and exclusive content that you can't get anywhere else. So please join us at recoveredlife.us. That's going to wrap up this episode for Monday, July 25th. 2022. We hope that you go out and live your best recovered life. Mwah. Keep the conversation going. Join Recovered Life, a community of like-minded people who are looking to live their best recovered lives. Membership is free and you can apply at recoveredlife.us.